him to alligator bandit. That's awesome. I love listening to that every time I laugh. It's great. I am the alligator bandit. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to KDJ Podcast. What's up, everybody? What's up? What's up? I think we're going to get into uh, some survival plans, apocalyptic scenarios. It's the perfect time to talk about this. Yeah. You, never, you don't know what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure there's people that already heard about all this stuff and we're like, oh, this is my time to shine. <laughs> Kicking it in. Yeah, they're breaking out their bug out bags that yeah. they've had packed for decades. <laughs> Open up like, the bunkers. Finally. Honey, go dust the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> remember remember the, that year that we uh, canned 40,000 pounds of tomatoes? We're going to need them. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> it's our time. I think, uh, like, if shit hit the fan... There's different scenarios. I'd react differently depending on how I found out. Like yeah. If you knew ahead of time, and it wasn't like right locally where you're at, and you had some time, things would be way different on how I would prepare. But if like right now, people started like falling, like if it was some like Red Dawn type shit, you know, like just being invaded, people dropping from the sky with parachutes, <laughs> uh, I'd just be in my car, home, wife kids i wouldn't bring food I would, i'd bring probably my shotgun for me my kid I'd give him his rifle probably one pistol in the car out to the ocean really yeah i'd want to get to a shoreline but, but you're talking about red dawn situation <clears throat> yes that, uh, so if people thing. are jumping out of the sky wouldn't you want to be the more secluded no no i want to get to the ocean there's no places to hide. Like to just be on the shoreline or to be, like, get out to in get the middle out, to of get, the ocean? Yeah. Oh, you want to be in the middle of the ocean? Yeah. On I, a boat? I, well, I'd want, yeah, I'd want to leave Boats and hose. mainland. <laughs> Boats and hose. <laughs> Every time I come, I produce a court. <laughs> Greatest movie ever. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd want to get to, uh, preferably, like, an island somewhere off the mainland it'll be ideally yeah but commandeering a cruise ship would be like the greatest scenario because then you have everything that you need for Did, a long time well it was a cargo boat but that's close enough same thing yeah there's, there's still stock that's tom hanks all that, so. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the pirate <laughs> <laughs> yeah i would want to stay like secluded like mountain range I feel like there's more places to hide. This is for the Red Dawn situation. Yeah. yeah. I, there's definitely a lot more places to hide. You could survive more easily than being on an island. But if you had the cruise ship, I would probably do that too. But then you stick out like a sore thumb. But if you get towards another country and they're like, oh, a cruise ship's showing up, like you're safe. Yeah. You know? And then it's just like you, your wife, and your two boys. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> You coming out with all the poker chips? <laughs> I'm rich, bitch. <laughs> but, Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> but I would want to stay secluded. I would want to hide. I think that's the easy way to survive. Or best way to survive, I should say. Not easy. It's a lot harder. Yeah. But I mean, hiding would be a good option. I'd probably like but... dip towards like West Virginia. Ain't nobody going down there. Yeah. I definitely want to be somewhere warm. 
no yeah. matter what. I wouldn't want to have to deal with winter at all. Trying to also <laughs> escape like certain death. Yeah. You know. Follow the Appalachian Trail down to where you're like, all right, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. I'd go underground. Underground? Yeah, like have a bunker or something. Well, but it, but you don't, it's dawn. just happening. Oh, just happened. This is Red Dawn situation. His mother truck is dropping out of the sky. Find somebody else who has a bunker. <laughs> Plenty of people have them already. Quick Google searching as somebody's coming down to your delivery room. Who's got the closest bunker? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be crazy if Google, like, you just went on Google Maps and, like, uh, bunkers near me. <laughs> and just right? has a bunch of little spots that you can pick from. It's like, sweet. <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Hey, are you guys the Hendersons? Yeah, no, I found you on Google Maps. Yeah. Hey, can I get in with you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Underground would be the way to live, too. Yeah. If you could. Yeah. I would be scared, though, because like, every time you'd want to come up, you like, you just don't know. Yeah, you just don't know. You built this submarine thing. At least if you're from. above, though, you could watch things from, from a distance. distance. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. I think. But that's, again, that's the Red Dawn situation. The right now human enemy threat yeah you know zombie apocalypse whole different scenario yeah definitely be a different scenario i would uh you know find the best place that's really surrounded you know go somewhere where it's supposed to keep people in not out like a prison yeah I think that would be so ideal. You have fences 360. Just got to make sure the place is clear. Well, that's what they did for a yeah. while on Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I told you that. I was like, who, who cuts the grass during a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> <laughs> grass is perfectly manicured. Look at those lines. <laughs> but that would be really ideal. Unless you're talking about like Resident Evil zombie apocalypse. Well, yeah, it depends what kind of zombies they yeah. are. Yeah. That's a whole well, different ball like, game. Yeah, classic Walking Dead zombies. Okay, because if it was like Resident Evil, I would be like, I want to be high, like in a skyscraper, like oh, top yeah. floor. You know. I think I'd still want to get to the ocean. Because I feel like the ocean is such a good resource, and if you can get off the mainland, and not even far, I mean, even like uh, an island in the middle of a large lake, you know, or something. Yeah. Or even like the Delaware, how there's the islands. Just somewhere where there's water 360. Because even if uh, they could come through the water, the water is a natural alert. You can hear something coming. Depending what kind water. of water you're in. If you're in like moving water, flat water. Island you're going to be on. Uh, preferably like something, you Small. know, at, at least like a mile wide. Yeah. You know, but not. Because there's islands that are massive you wouldn't know if somebody yeah. got on your island at the other end and you're like oh i'm good yeah this motherfucker's trying to ask me for milk <laughs> <laughs> but i think the water is such a good resource for food right and water oh yeah true yeah. definitely is but you just gotta worry about flooding yeah you don't win against water no yeah the grand canyon didn't win yeah shout out grand shame canyon. shame that's where buck's from <laughs> Bucky just he just emerged one day out of the Grand Canyon. I'm alive. <laughs> Made his way to KG podcast. What's up, Buck? 
but yeah, I think uh, zombie apocalypse, same thing. I'd want uh, guns, but I wouldn't. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't really like pack a bunch of stuff. You wouldn't be able to. Yeah, I would just start traveling. Yeah, as fast as possible. As fast as possible. Just get as far as I could before it got more intense. Yeah. I take my machete and be out. Your sweet machete. Where is that thing? It's up there on the behind the flag. Is that a Harbor Freight buy? Oh yeah, dude, it's nice. It? It's oh, cool. he hasn't seen it. Nah. No. Found this when uh, we were like, I don't know, how old are you in like second or third grade? Five, six. At my old house, we found it. It was in the uh, uh, flower bed around right? the house. Yeah. I made it really pretty like four or five years ago. Sharpened it up and stuff. Took all the rust out. Yeah, from just sitting in my dad's garage. Machete's a good zombie apocalypse weapon. Or, like, even a sword, too, you know. But I feel like machete's better because it's more manageable to have it on you all the time yeah. than, like, some big, gigantic sword. Can you open carry with a machete, or do people question? <laughs> I think somebody I mean, might question they're it. question. Yeah. But if you can open carry with a gun... Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't know if it's illegal or not, but... Well, I don't know. Don't they say that uh, the blade can't be bigger than your hand bigger than the width of your palm i don't know is Somebody that what Google the legality is. is it i'm not entirely sure now what? i don't know if that's federally or if that's like state. no i know states have different yeah yeah lengths of knife but like yeah. in texas carry. you can carry a sword yeah really and that's allowed okay which I think is badass, because, like, if you hate your neighbor, you just go take a glove and slap him in the face. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> it's out of your dog shitting on my yard. <laughs> like, Justin, you're drunk again. Go home. Stop smacking me in the face with your glove. <laughs> I, I just want to place with swords. <laughs> I want to joust. Those people are nuts, by the way. Those people that do that for sports. Jousting? Yeah. It's crazy. So, I just checked it out on my phone. It Pennsylvania knife laws are kind of... Uh, Massive gray area. Yeah, super gray area. Not clear at all. Um, basically, it seems like... There is no length that's illegal to carry. Or it doesn't describe. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't describe what is illegal. Yeah. Other than uh, like switchblades, anything that opens just by hitting a button. But um, it it's left to the discretion of the officer involved in the situation whether or not it's a crime, which is not cool at all. No. They should just make clear laws. Yeah. 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 But, like, for instance, if you have a machete and you're on a hiking trail, perfectly fine. Nobody's I would think so, yeah. If you have a machete and you're walking down Main Street in Stroudsburg. That's weird. You're going to have an encounter. If I go to, like, Walmart, you know, and go buy my teepee. <laughs> Definitely no, bringing a machete. Nobody's going to mess with me. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> like, yo, this guy's nuts. Well, it's also Walmart. It's just yeah. everything's accepting there. Right. Nobody, nobody <laughs> care if you have a machete so long as you're fitting the Walmart profile of wife beater and uh, pajama pants. Your slippers. Because I say, like, if you can open carry on Walmart, I open carry a machete. I don't think you can open carry in Walmart. Pretty have, sure like, you can. I've seen videos of them, like, kicking people out. Really? Really? Yeah. Legally... There's nothing illegal about it. No. But it's Walmart to, will ask you to leave. Yeah, it's up to the uh, 
if somebody says the, something. The private business, I guess. Yeah. Discretion. Well, I know that, uh, like, going to um, fairs, like the West End Fair and whatnot. Oh, yeah, you're not yeah. allowed to have a pocket knife on you. Yeah. So, anyway, so zombie apocalypse. Yeah. Carry my machete. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I definitely have a bowie knife on me, at least. Because then you can always keep sharpening it, you know? Well, yeah, yeah knife's just never-ending. Yeah. yeah. Until you break it, but, I mean... I'll fuck some shit up breaking that machete. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, everybody's all about having, uh, like, AR-style rifles and stuff. Which is ridiculous. For a zombie apocalypse, or just any type of, like, survival where there's going to be immense threat towards you. I think and, the trick is just not get yourself stuck in, like, close situations. Yep. Like, that's why, like, I don't know, West Virginia would be for me. It's open. It's all mountains. Probably find some, probably some stumble, stills set up in the woods. I was going to say, too. stumble like some moonshine, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Stumble across that. It's like, honey, I found our new home. <laughs> <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> but where would you go, Dylan? I don't know. I don't know if I really, ever really thought about this enough. Like, if something happened, where you would I You just have to call one of us. Where would I go? Yeah, seriously, you guys... Definitely would, to have your places I'd now go, and whatnot. Definitely have numbers on us. I think that's the best way to survive too. Yeah. Is the numbers. Oh yeah. Not a lot of people. No, but you want enough. You want to like your... a solid crew of ten people that you know they all have special yeah. skills. Definitely. Well, yeah, it's more survival in numbers. Like I mean, if you think about like the perfect situation, you'd want to have like somebody that's an electrician and understands how to get power to things. So that if you were in a situation where you could do that, yeah, you know, like electrocuting yourself, trying to get a TV right. on or a radio I or something. This goes no, no, no. You know, you definitely want a, probably a hand. For me, I'd want a couple of people around me that were comfortable and grounded enough that they realize the situation you're in and you're willing to go to those drastic measures of, like, killing fucking shit up yeah, yeah if if it's necessary using a weapon not properly. second guessing themselves yeah definitely yeah i'd yeah. want a builder definitely need a builder on that team yeah yeah i want a nice six foot four lumberjack carrying an axe you're <laughs> like i need some logs lumberjack <laughs> bring them over here <laughs> make me a a log cabin. Every time I think of Lumberjack, I always think of uh, Step Brothers. When he busts down the door, I traveled 500 miles to plant my seed. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. <laughs> that movie cracks me up. Every time I watch it, it's like it's just as funny as the first yeah. time I saw it. So, yeah, definitely zombie apocalypse. And then, like, we were talking about discussion before, but you just got to be careful with a lot of shit, too, because that's all bacteria getting in your water. So you have to pay attention to, you know, what you're drinking. You don't know where it's coming from. I wouldn't drink it. Oh, yeah, I would never. In a survival situation, knowing that there's no medical assistance yeah. happening, that's a, another person I'd want on the on the crew. Yeah. At the very least, uh, a nurse. Medical. Yeah. yeah. Somebody that can definitely Has do stitching. understanding of Yeah, stitching. Yeah. And set bones and stuff. Or, like I said, even somebody who maybe isn't, at that level in the medical field. The knowledge but, of it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you're wounded, broken leg, or, you know, 
whatever, pop it in and what you know, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens instead of walking around with a bone sticking out of your arm or something. Yeah. Seriously. And, like, if, like, for instance, they would notice the sign of one of our crew had, like, appendicitis or something, and they were like, we got to cut, cut him out. open. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just get it done. You know. But then there's, so that's that situation, I guess. But then there's, like, the the situation, like, right now. What if there's, like, not zombies, but just a slow, in the beginning start of a killer virus that you're aware long before the government falls and it's totally chaotic that um, you're going to be going into the survival mode but there's not that immediate threat of like zombies or an invasion of some other militant group then how do you handle it because if you go if you go into the woods then you just you're crazy yeah. Right, because you have a structure. Right. You have structures. But you would want to be really, like, secluded. Yeah. I would want to be. Secluded and know what, uh, like, immediate necessities you need. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people the good panic th- and just yeah. want to bulk up on whatever they they're not thinking properly. They're yeah, just, they're buying four hundred dollars yeah. worth of toilet paper. Yeah, for nothing. For nothing. Yeah, but I don't know. You definitely can still eat, though. We still have the necessity up yeah, here. Yeah, you still have all the things that you need. Yeah, you could fish every day and catch fish. Eat that. But and yeah, a lot of people make fun of uh, like preppers that are heavy duty into it. And I think they're a little off sometimes. There, some of them are out there, but some of them are also What's for wrong? good cause. Yeah, what's wrong with being prepared? Yeah. You know, if you have yourself set up for a situation like this, where there's still the infrastructure still there, you can still pump gas at a gas station. Yeah. And all, everything's good. But eventually it gets to the point where... It's bad. It's really bad. Everything's contaminated by this virus. You know, you don't know what is or what isn't. You just have to assume everything is contaminated. But see, we live in the ideal place for this to happen. We're not in suburbs. We're not in cities. Well, the other You're thing in a is, country life, kind of. It's more country down by you. I guess so. The one thing I was seeing is the Lehigh Valley area or anybody not severely far from is really good because Lehigh Valley has a huge health network with yeah. St. Luke's right. and the Lehigh Valley health network. So you got a two huge health networks very close, which is good. Yeah. It's a good area to be in. It's true. For this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Definitely. But if more people are sick, then more people are going to hospitals. Yeah. If well, you're I, saying shit hit the fan, right? Yeah. It would almost be better, honestly, if you were, say you lived in like a farming community where there's maybe five families that would be ideal. And you're super far apart from each other. Yeah, that's the, probably the best scenario. So like out in uh, Lancaster, Lancaster out Amish country. Yeah. 
probably doing great. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Like, yeah. We do this all the time. But the only thing they have to watch out, too, is they, they do a lot of, uh, what's the word, like, venues, right? That's the word. They do a lot of shit down there. They get public going there. They sell what they make. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, So yeah. they would have to, like. There's interaction or whatever. Yeah. For sure, but. I mean, it's just the pers- the the ratio of how likely or percentage of how likely you are to get it, I think, drops a lot right. because of the lifestyle that you're living. Well, the also thing is, so, yeah, they sell their own things and whatnot, <clears throat> but, I mean, the Amish lifestyle and whatnot, they don't have utility bills. And right. They're used like to that. They can <laughs> yeah. go off the grid, no Easily. problem, and be like, it's cool, we can self-isolate for yeah. a month. That should, whatever. Be, a, that should be a class in school. Should be able to teach kids like. There should be more classes in school than there are, for for certain yeah, things. Yeah, but that's you know what's really topic. scary. Uh, well, my yeah. kid went through a active shooter. Um, drill trial, yeah, drill. Really? Yeah. And when I found out about that, I was a little bit irritated that I didn't know it was going to happen. They didn't so, put a letter out. No, or maybe they did, but I didn't see it. Either way, whether my wife saw it and I didn't, whatever. I wish I would have known before that day that he went into school because I would have liked to have my own conversation with him prior to that. So they did that. a whole scenario where they had everybody act like there was an active shooter in the building. I'm not entirely sure of oh, okay. how they did I don't think it was like that. I Because you know how you do the tornado procedural. ones when right. you were younger. You Put your head down. Go out in the locker. And, yeah, yeah, this is going to help. I thought those were so fun, actually. <laughs> well, we yeah, you got out of class yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. But Sophia went through one for her job. They had like police officers come down and run it and they had people in a room and they brought a gun out if i don't know if it was real or like a bb gun yeah and he started like pointing it and like i think it was definitely not a real gun i think it was like a pellet gun or something but he started shooting and what people did and that's how they like it's kind of screwed up but like you can't really prep for that situation no 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 you can just have people – I think the best you can do, especially for schools, is once you know that it's happening, uh, these are the important things. Either you are going to stay where you're at and barricade yourself or you're going to move very swiftly without second-guessing anything and move to a different area or get out of yeah. the building entirely Exit or whatever. completely, yeah. And I think that's what happened with my kid. My kid's in elementary school. He shoots yeah. you in the head with a Nerf gun. He's like, I shot you. He's already there. <laughs> Dude. My kids with the Nerf guns is awesome, actually. But, yeah, so I think solution, or solution, seclusion, seclusion? Secluded areas would be ideal for this. Yeah. Extraterrestrial aliens. <laughs> <laughs> that mothership. <laughs> no, but that's the only way you really could, like, survive it. Isolation. Yeah. It's the only way. And then, like, go out when it's, like, needed to eat. Like, we have essentials around here. It's not hard. How would you react to other seemingly, like, on the surface, good-natured people who are seemingly, like, in need of some type of guidance that come upon you and your group? Are you welcoming to them at first? Do you, are you a little standoffish at first? Like, how do you approach that? Like, say the infrastructure is now uh, diminished to the point where it's almost 
not even worth going to a store or anything anymore to get something. And then people come across your little camp or whatever. How do you respond to them initially? uh, Tell them where to go and keep it moving. You have to. You can't. Like you wouldn't. You wouldn't invite them nope. to. Sit you with can't. Them. I, I. I. Yeah. Because you know, at least, like, if it's your camp, like, you know, the people that are in it, you know where they've been. You don't know where they've been. They could be infected. Keep them moving. Head down south. You know. You see the big tree, make a left. <laughs> you know, yeah. like. There's gonna be a guy named Bob sitting on a stump smoking. I was gonna a pipe. say Hank in the <laughs> yeah, yellow Hank. poncho. <laughs> But, yeah, you got to keep it moving. It's the only way to survive. I think if that's how it went down, too, I think everybody would kind of have that understanding. Like, listen, the people I'm with, we know we're good. And we're not willing to trust that anybody else is good. Right. And that's just, unfortunately, the way it has to be so that someone can survive. You know? Yeah. I learned this in one college class. It's like, you're here to survive and reproduce. You know, everybody has the fight or flight mm-hmm. in their head. So what are you going to do and how are you going to do it? I think a lot of people forget about that. Because a lot of people, like, if shit, like, hit the fan and everything closed up, people would shit bricks. No, hands down. Maybe not so much in our area just because how everybody grew up and was raised. But in other areas? Like densely populated places. Yeah. With no countryside or anything like that. No. People never see trees besides, like, three of them in a park. You're screwed. Yeah. Sorry. Like, you're not going to be able to email me food. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think I think, it's, I think the mentality of people around here definitely would help them. Like, I remember being in Boy Scouts when I was a little kid. And we went to a farm, and they cut a chicken's head off in front of... I was, like, five or six. And I remember thinking... Oh, I feel bad for that chicken. And that was about as far as that thought went. Right. Because I was like, oh, well, they're going to... And then we watched him, like, dunk the chicken in, like, boiling water and remove all his... It was dead, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And remove his feathers and stuff. And I remember thinking, man, it really sucks for that chicken. But I was also thinking, I really could go for my mom's fucking chicken right now. (laughs) And that day we ate chicken wings from the same chicken. Some people, uh, when you grow up, like in a city, for instance, and everything is wrapped in plastic that you've ever touched, you know, food-wise, there's that disconnect where it's like you might feel some type of way about even your own survival. Like you might pause for a second when it could cost you everything in a survival situation. Yeah, that situation, though, is, would be a lot slower, I think. You wouldn't have to, like, act so fast. Yeah, not really. Because, I mean, it's not like something's out there to kill you. I mean, there might be weirdos out there, but most majority, like, those weirdos, they never even laid fingers on a weapon. Yeah. You know? So I did a situation, well, this is one night we were catfishing, it was my wife, her sister, and me, and uh, her sister's, like, in this, like, goth world, and, like, I'll kill him, I'll kill him, you know, when she gets mad. Mm-hmm. So I caught a sunny. And I had to uh, cut it up for bait. So I was like, well, you're all about death. Kill it. You know? <laughs> Couldn't do it? Couldn't do it? She, like, tried, but it was just like, I saw it around. I'm like, you don't have the balls to do it. 
Man. Come here, I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> Hooked up, ready out there. But that's what I'm saying. Like, a lot of people would fail. Yeah, and then there's there's a lot of people too that probably have that uh, you know that thing within them that they just don't need that maybe would come out and they would thrive. Well, yeah, people you know? think that if you ask them now, no, I wouldn't be able to do that. But put in that situation, right? Well, that's you the can do a lot. that's the fight or flight thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you don't have a choice, it's amazing the the decisions you can make. You know, your whole philosophy changes. I agree. I concur. Yeah, and then there's well, what about another scenario where the land itself is useless? We're all fucked, right? Like a fallout. Like yeah, yeah. Like say there's, I mean, like the virus thing is that's one thing, right? But say everything's like radioactive. Yeah. Is that me? That's you. I think so. You've been going off like crazy. I just won't stop. People must not know I'm podcasting, bro. <laughs> I'm so cool. I don't know. If the land was poison, that'd be kind of rough. He'd really be screwed. I'd just revert back to my tried and true method of getting to the shore. Good luck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good luck. Thank you. The ground's radioactive, so you're already radioactive. You have the poison ready. So now you got to figure out when you get there, what you're going to do to try to survive it. Well, I mean, it's literally the game Fallout. I've never played it. you never played it? No. I, I love the shit out of it. I played Fallout 4, Fallout New Vegas. So good. What'd you do? Is it a, Is that what it is, like a so, survival so, thing? Or? Yeah, so what it is is there was a, um, a nuclear Fallout. Uh, they knew it was coming, so they put people into bunkers. Uh, and then, so the, the game initially starts you out in the bunker and, uh, and then you get out and now, you know, there's all different kinds of creatures and whatnot that got mutated mutated and, uh, you know, you gotta, you have a, you like, uh, go to certain areas that have like radiation and whatnot yeah. so you take things for radiation poisoning and all kinds of stuff I don't know, it's got a whole storyline with objectives and stuff like that but i mean that's almost what you would have to do you have to figure out what could sustain you that's what i'm saying from right that kind of you know exposure well who has the knowledge for that not me not me <laughs> and i don't think anybody in a like 100 mile radius from no. here knows no yeah and the person that does know it is probably a little off. Why would you even know that? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, do you watch the HBO special, um, uh, Chernobyl? No. No, I didn't watch anything. Dude, you want to see some crazy shit? Watch that. There's still people that live there, isn't there? No. Not anymore? No. No? But well, you need to watch that. I'll have to check it's it out. It's only four, four shows. They're an hour each. I know there was like something they called like the elephant or something yeah that's like where it, like the blob of melted iron or whatever yeah it is. and they're worried that like if it eats through the ground there's water underneath it that it could blow really because uh i guess the nuclear and water just don't mix how long ago did that happen that was a long time ago wasn't it a real long time ago not too too long ago don't nuclear reactors have water around them yeah yeah but it's not in it. It's, I don't know. I'm not a nuclear. Neither am I, but it's just interesting the way it, like, 
it literally lays perfectly when it's working well, but something goes yeah. It's the elephant slightly foot. Slightly out. I think it's called the elephant foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but they actually found out that there's actually bacteria growing down there that's eating the radiation. Mother Nature always so finds a way. self-healing itself. Yeah, Mother Nature finds a way. The funkiest bacteria right? on the planet, man. But, like, just imagine that. So that didn't happen that long ago for something to form and start eating it. Yeah. So, but, like, in that situation, I think we'd all be screwed. Yeah, like, no hope, just... Oh, yeah, there'd be a lot of... Make the best of it until you uh, keel over. Yeah. You'd have to, like, raid a library and see where, like, radiation <laughs> can live, Look at you books. know? Yeah. Well, there's something to think about, and we had talked about this before. Uh, imagine, um, and there was a show about this, too, I forget what it was called, but imagine just electricity didn't work anymore at all. Okay. So, no Wi-Fi, no, no electricity. Just yeah. that alone would I th- I think would be a pretty serious situation immediately. Oh, it'd yeah. be devastating for a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I guess I was talking to somebody and they said that like people that are on like pretty much shut down and stuff are worried about everybody being on the internet and like Wi Fi and electricity that the shit could crash. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's how everybody's passing time. Yeah. So I looked up uh, what you're talking about with bacteria. It was actually, it wasn't bacteria, it was uh, fungus. And it's called radiotrophic fungi. And there's a couple different kinds of them, but um, that was discovered in 1991. I was uh, one. Huh? I was one years old. Oh, you thought it was 90? No, 91. He said he was one. I was one. One oh, year One year old. <laughs> <laughs> you youngin. When he was a young warthog. <laughs> when, I when I was, was a, a young, young warthog. warthog. See? <laughs> you were only one years old, barely mutated all into like a real person. I mean, seriously. Exactly. And, you were still jelly. And Chernobyl already had like radioactive mushrooms growing. Yeah. So when did Chernobyl happen? Um, Can you Google that quick? Yeah. But they didn't, they didn't just find it at like the... Uh, the ele- elephant foot or whatever it was all around the property yeah because how big it, how it, yeah. it blew up well yeah it's a massive area radioactive yeah. shit's crazy you definitely should check the show out you'll definitely enjoy it yeah it'd be a neat show is it like documentary style no it's like take you back this oh, really? is what happened hmm. so and they play it out check this out it says uh i'll look up what year happened too but i just want to read this it says Radiotrophic fungi are fungi which appear to perform radiosynthesis, which means it uses the pigment melanin to convert gamma radiation into chemical energy for growth. That's crazy. It's like out of a movie. Yeah. <laughs> like It's like a it, science, science fiction So movie. it doesn't use photosynthesis. photosynthesis. It uses... Radiosynthesis. Which is it's evolution. Just, yeah. Converting gamma hmm. rays into It's not energy. evolution, I guess. Mother Nature really just finds a way to clean up our shit. Yeah. So Chernobyl, the disaster at Chernobyl uh, happened on Saturday, April 26th, 1986. All right, so that's not that long ago. No. So I'm just saying, like, shit is 
fucked if ground's radio, like radioactive. Like, there's really probably ten percent probably survival rate. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, if you're not if you're talking about the ground and like the soil, like you have to walk on that. Everything dies. Everything. Well, yeah, and you can't be in that area. Right. And how do you know if that area is radioactive? Yeah. You'd have to have one of those uh, those meters. Yeah. <laughs> click when they walk. Yeah, let me just get that off of Amazon real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. That's that uh scenario is kind of just screwed up. Yeah, because there's no hope whatsoever. Yeah. But what, so in that scenario, <clears throat> would you just like relinquish entirely the idea of like prolong survival and just do something like would you want to like what would say you it, death is inevitable at that point right you're not going to live out your natural life yeah what do you do then i, I don't mean, know are, are you sulking are you like oh this is a bummer for however many limited days you have left I mean, or do you definitely just... going to be some sulking first yeah but then <laughs> you ma- know maybe you hop in like a tank because you never drove a tank before so you go to like some military base and you're like cool a tank Maybe drive that around for a little bit. Yeah, I would. Find do a anything car. you want to do. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I would. At that point, that's all you really have left for, I mean, without going insane. Might as insane. well enjoy everything until... Yeah. Till the end. Uh, the end. Yeah. Whenever that is. Find some radioactive mushrooms and just start eating them like crazy, like, woo! I mean, that's <laughs> probably going to speed things up, so I don't know if I would want to do that. Might be. That might be something that you want, too. Start ingesting it, thinking you're going to... Be immune all of a sudden? No, <laughs> you might want to speed up the process. I mean, imagine if you were... It's a shitty way to go out, I think. Yeah, covered in... Like, it's not like a quick blisters. thing. No, like, I'm sure it's not. It's almost like... Suffocating. Pretty much. It's gonna be slow. What about... Alright, on to the next one. Oh, boy. Water world. Water world. Water world. In... You're talking about, like, no land. Yeah. All water. Yep. So let's say over the course of a year, the land from from beginning to end uh, goes bye bye. A year, yeah, the land disappears. I'd go hang out with the mermaids that are in the History Channel. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies. <laughs> but um, I don't know what's that one island? I heard it on Joe Rogan's podcast like a long time ago. They were talking about that. People actually have adapted because all they do is live by water, and they actually can hold their breaths a lot longer. They can like swim better and all this stuff. Like they're they have they gills. Ev- yeah, <laughs> mermaids do. No, they evolved like their body evolved to live like that. But dude, that's why our hands get pruny if you're in water too long. It's supposed to help you with grip. Like that's our. That's really? the determined evolutionary like reason for it. For grip, yeah, that's really smart, and I so, never heard that. And I'm so really when you're glad I just found that, that out. So, so I thought it was just something no, from you being in water so long. No, it's supposed to help you with grip, negatively affecting your body. Well, that's just somebody's opinion, though. In the end of it, I don't go. Somebody take a bath tonight and get your hands all test out gripping things and grip shit. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, but like, there's got to be a reason behind it. Like your arms don't get pruny. Your legs don't get pruny. It's your feet and your fingers. That's really true. True. 
Yeah. And, like, if you think about it, I mean, like, some people, but we more have, like, a little webbing in between our fingers. Why do dogs have webbing between their toes? Because they swim. Depending on the breed. You yeah. guys are just mind blown right now. I'm like, I'm like in my own thoughts right now. Because I'm just thinking about like, I never had heard that explanation Neither before. have I. That's the first time I ever heard that. And I was that. almost writing you off uh, initially because I'm like, well, that's what somebody has. Somebody just placed that idea like on that topic that, you know, you're skin gets like that but then it makes it only sense. happens to your hands and your feet it doesn't happen anywhere it makes else. sense though it does make sense because you like if you get your hands wet and then like you know you drop some you're like all oh, my hands are wet but your hands aren't pruny they're just wet did you guys remember that show that was i think it was on discovery channel it was called dual survivor and it was like two guys like the one guy was kind of hippie guy and the, the other barefoot guy was, dude yeah, yeah, and he would yeah, always yeah, talk yeah. about how he's um, he's um, building his mitochondria or strengthening his mitochondria in his feet by being barefoot all the time. Yeah, I always hated him on that show because I'm like, God, you were the most annoying human being. But yeah. maybe he is onto something. They always put him in like the shittiest situations too. Like I remember they were stranded in like the Himalayas, wherever it snowed a lot, and he's like barefoot. I'm like. Bro, you're dead. You're you're, you're losing your toes. Show, not only not only Keep barefoot, he only like, wore shorts too. Yeah, he'd be in shorts yeah. with no shoes on. Yeah, on a mountain covered in snow. Yeah, yeah. but like, you do build callus on your feet. Oh yeah, and you like it. It helps you walk. Same with everything. I mean, you probably from doing construction and stuff like that. Build the calluses in your hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, because when, when I worked at Camel Beach. Like when I first started, like I think I worked there for like three years. You didn't need um, shoes. You didn't need toe covers or anything. So hmm. I would just walk barefoot. Yeah. Granted, like it would suck when you hit hot, like really hot pavement. But afterwards, dude, the callus on the bottom of my feet, dude, I would just walk through anything. Yeah. And we didn't really feel much. Well, there's there's even uh, so professional is. runners that run. Right? That's there's crazy. A, there's a guy. Um, every once in a while. That's crazy rain. Yeah. Every once in a while. Waterworld. Uh, me and Megan will do, uh, it's called Breakfast Club Runners or whatever, Saturday morning. Shout out to them. <laughs> they get up and, uh, go run a trail or close to us in the Lehigh Valley or whatever. There's one guy who runs, uh, barefoot. And really? In the winter, he runs, uh, with, uh, sandals. What? Because it's more ergonomically correct for your running. It probably is because, like, yeah. if you run flat-footed shoes, you screw your entire. Yeah. What's the one word for it? Your like arch. your body, your arch, but it's more like that affects your back, that affects your glutes, that affects yeah. everything. So I mean, your feet do have natural arcs in it. Yep. So. It so is, yeah, he runs barefoot. That's intense, man. They do like ten miles too, like when they go. Ten miles in shoes would probably kill me. Uh, yeah, but if you were at that point of one, father, like, yeah. fit like that. Yeah, we only runner. do. Me and Megan only do like three. Miles. You should try a barefoot. No, and give you the, should report back to us. You should. In the summer, Dude, you come back all bloody. <laughs> do in the no, summertime or something. I don't think so because when I when I was younger and stuff like that, I would 
uh, I've always had pools um, at my house, so I would always be around barefoot. So yeah, I would but walk what kind on, of like rocks and what kind of ground are you running on? Grass and rocks and that's what your trails are on when you do that three miles. Uh, mostly, I mean the trail right outside our house is paved, but uh, most of the other ones are on like the um, the DNL trail. Uh, the railroad trail, and that's all that's all gravel and rocks. See, that would suck right on barefoot. And the guy's running on this for 10 miles. Yeah. Barefoot. Well, gravel. That's impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. It's props to that guy that's if you crazy. listen to this. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's really, you know, that's conditioning. If Well, yeah. It's just like you said, like, about construction. If somebody is, like, a roofer is, like, an old-school roofer is hammering all day long every day of his life or framer or something or you're always using your hands you have their hands look like they're swollen all the time yeah because they are because it's their muscles are <laughs> yeah. huge in it and that in and of itself is like a form of like a type of evolution i mean it's conditioning well, your body really, adapts your body yeah. adapts yeah. to it yeah because when so like before i worked at sanofi i did always outside stuff I would always have callus on my hands because I never wore gloves. But then when I started working at Snuff, you had to wear gloves for everything. Calluses go away. My callus went away, and I really realized that they went away because when I would go fly fishing, the hooks are so small. So sometimes, like tying a knot, whatever, so I hook myself. Yep. But when I had the callus, wouldn't even bother me. Oh, the one day I got myself so good. <laughs> I think everybody in like 20 miles around me heard me curse because I was like, you mother God, I feel like such a bitch. That's when you had your dainty all hands. Sen- yeah. <laughs> all the sensitivity comes back. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't realize it. Like people are always like, when I worked at Camelback for the tree course things, like all these dudes are wearing gloves. And I'm like, why are you wearing gloves? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, look, I've got to make my hands look, you know, soft for the ladies. I'm like, <laughs> I think a lady would respect you more if you had callus on your hands and, like, <laughs> knows that you work, you know? Like, man hands. You want man hands, like, yeah. right? I would think so. Yeah, I mean, you hit on a girl, pretty much the first thing she'll do is look at your hands and be like, no. You shake their hands and they're <laughs> no. softer than yours. She's going to be like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bye. I want a real man. <laughs> but. Our bodies adapt to shit. In Waterworld, I would want to be, I would probably go towards the Great Lakes. Why? For Yeah, what purpose? I don't what's know. It, I just feel like <laughs> fresh water. I don't know. I feel like fresh water would be, I hate salt water. I, would I think there would be a majority uh, of salt water in Waterworld f- then. Well, we never really defined, so like. No, we didn't. So. But so, like, say in the world world, you have a year from the time where the ocean is rising. Okay. The polar caps are melting. Right? I'd try to go to the highest place with, and it would probably be more inland would be the Great Lakes. I would. Well, they'd probably flood out, too. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say that all of America, North America, is definitely going to end up underwater, underwater in a year's time. All right. Well, I guess I'm going south because... Ocean freezes still too if it's not moving much, so I'd be moving south. I'd be floating south. I wouldn't be moving. And do you ever see that? This was like years ago. This dude built like his own island off of trash and like recyclables. I saw oh, that. Oh yeah, I seen that. And that would be something that you would have to come up with. Yeah. You'd have to build your own ark. 
Think about people who like currently live on houseboats. You're set. Oh, yeah. Like you're so good. Yeah. Yeah. My dad stayed in one. Uh, down towards, I don't know, he was on his way to the Florida Keys on a motorcycle trip. And they were like, meh, stay in houseboats. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be awesome. That is pretty cool. I seen they have like a, um, like whatever, Winnebago, like the RV type. Yeah. Uh, big things or whatever that, you know, people can live out of. But they have ones that you, they're amphibious or whatever they call it, where you can drive it on the road legally. It's and just then a, just take it just to the lake. right into the water. That's crazy. You ever do one of those, uh, uh, like a duck tour? I think they no, do No, I know exactly what you're talking about, though. Philly. Yeah, I never yeah. did it, though. Yeah. They drive through the city. They'll give you all, like, you know. And then they take it. And then you go out onto the water. Yeah. Yeah. I want one. It's cool. I always thought they were so cool when they came out. Yeah, you got these little quacker things. (laughs) (laughs) It was cool. I was younger when I did it. I want to do it I thought it was great. (laughs) That sounds fun right now. KDJ Field Trip. Let's do it. (laughs) Yeah, man. I've seen a video of uh, uh, a motorcycle that could. i seen that. Go. Yeah. The water and then come back out. I see the, the quads, the four wheelers that do that. The tires fold up and it becomes a jet ski. Almost like hoverboard style yeah. and then goes in. Dude. That's pretty dope. Smart. I'd yeah, love to do. have one of those. Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Our world, would, I don't know. That'd be really shitty to live in. Be what? You'd have to be really <laughs> prepared. You'd have to have a, bu- at some point, you'd have to have a boat. But you would have to have a boat enough to handle, like, the ocean. Like, be, like you're be, talking about swells that can happen any time of the day. It'd be interesting, too, because, like, as that... So, you said it would happen over a year, you know what I mean? So, uh, you'd see it gradually come up, and then you'd see all the things that would float, like the boats and whatnot, yep, just, just come up, up with it and be like, well, I'm just going to pick which one I want. <laughs> You wake up yeah. to get your newspaper the next day, and there's like a boat in your living room. God damn it. <laughs> it's happening. I told Bill to tie that thing down last night. <laughs> How about an ice age? Oh, I'm done. I'm offing myself immediately. I hate cold. Yeah. But it'd be neat. What would be neat about it? I don't know. Because I always... Uh, what if it was like an ice age where it was like only northern hemisphere? Oh, I'd be down south. Yeah, but how would you get there? I'd walk. <laughs> drive. Walk, drive. Run. I would do anything. I mean, to get away from the cold. But do you know how many millions and millions and millions and millions of people would be down there? Millions. Like there would be millions. no food. <laughs> There'd be no food. Millions and millions, millions, right? Millions and billions and well, millions, and millions, would, maybe even trillions, <laughs> but still millions. Quadrillion. <laughs> Fire the laser! <laughs> I would definitely do whatever I had to, or whatever I had available to me to travel. Man, I would move. This south. brain is picking up. I don't know. The mics have got to be picking that up. Oh yeah, I can hear. I can hear. Nuts it. right now. Yeah, it's yeah. If well, I know we can rain. hear it, but. Because we have headphones in, but I don't, I don't know how much it's Keith actually Keith jinxed it. Up. He's trying to get ready for this water world. <laughs> I watched coming. the movie, dude. I'm good. It's all right. We can uh, ride off on... Uh, I got the kayaks and I got Buck. Buck will yeah, save us. ride off on Buck. We'll be all right. Dude, this dude needs... I need to get that mullet wig for him. <laughs> Definitely. 
But anyway, so we should do an event and have a KDJ meet and greet. We're uh, for Buck. For Buck. How about <laughs> we do a, a what you call it? What do you do when you do stuff and collect money? A fundraiser. We'll do yeah. a car wash, and Buck has to wash the cars. Nobody's car's getting washed. <laughs> exactly. We'll just take the money. <laughs> <laughs> he just stands there. <laughs> stands there with a paps. <laughs> Dude, I said we got to get the, the noodles for pools and give them arms. Oh, Jesus. But, so, yeah. So, what would you so do, Ice Keith? Age. Ice Age. Only Northern Hemisphere. I would definitely do everything in my power to get out of the Northern Hemisphere. Away and then from? Away from the cold. The cold would be my very first priority to get out of because... Um, it just makes everything so impossible, you know. Not really. Well, at a certain point. A I mean, certain point, but I, what's I, that certain point? If there's snow on the ground for more than three days in a row, <laughs> I don't want to live there. But now you got to survive. It's so not why do living you live here. Yeah, I would just. Go, <laughs> I, w- I would definitely go south. And again, if it was a situation where millions of people, and millions of people, millions. trillions of people, millions uh, had. Um, all converge to the southern hemisphere and say there wasn't room, which there still would be. I mean, you could fit the entire planet, I think, easily of people in the southern hemisphere with plenty of room left over. Hmm. But, um, you don't think so? No. There's like no major continents to hang down there. You got South America. That's gigantic. I was going to say, South America. South America. Yeah, Africa. And there's probably massive amounts of islands that haven't really. North America, Mexico. Panamas, everything all the way down, plus the people that live there now, too. That's a lot of freaking people. That's a, that's, then you gotta worry about food ratios. That's, again, I would, I really look to the ocean for survival. <laughs> there's, it's, that's your it's key just, right there, yeah. the ocean. Seriously, I, I mean, if, for me, the way I think of it is the, the resources are endless. Like, you know, if you fish a hole for three days in a row, you're not going to see any fish there for a while. Right. The ocean is not like that. But the ocean is also huge, and the expectations of fish being there is not always there. Yeah, I was going to say, that's fi- true. fishing's got to be a and that's gonna be more a difficult major... in the ocean because you got such a depth yeah. to worry about now. Yeah, but, I mean, we're talking about there's not what other options are available. I feel like that's the only one where... I'm trying to get some downside it, to your ocean thing. Right? It could be hit or miss, too. Well, I'm not saying that it would work, but I think, for me, it would make the most sense, like, my best chance of not having to deal with getting killed by people, right? Know, fighting would... over stuff or whatever. You know, I'd rather die starving on, you know, some island somewhere than uh, die from blunt people. trauma force <laughs> from <laughs> somebody... Beating me with a bat or something, you know, <laughs> but and it might not work out. But like the ocean is so big, and if all of the water cooled off in the northern hemisphere, I feel like a lot of that animal life would move to the southern hemisphere. Oh well, yeah, true. Because there are polar bears and penguins. No, well, I mean like fit, like ocean <laughs> life, you know. Yeah, oh, okay. depending. Yeah. So that's I'd probably head south and hit the water if I could. And I wouldn't do, I would definitely not want a group in that situation. No. I want to be like myself, my wife, my kids. That's it. A group's going to slow you down. Definitely. You know, because especially when food is scarce, scarce like that. Oh yeah. 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 It's like every man for themselves pretty much. Yeah. 
but you and your family. Yeah, you got to keep it as small as you can. Imagine people like 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 uh, Mormons that have like four wives and stuff, and thirty kids, twenty grandkids. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know. Get a divorce. Who, who, who fucks the best and who can cook the best? You two are coming. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> No, but I mean, imagine like you have a big family, which is great in the way the world operates now. If you have a big family, there's tons of benefits. Yeah, that. but, but uh, not in survival mode. Not in like, survival mode. No, no, not at all. Start picking who's your favorites. Yeah, you're <laughs> sharing a slice of bread between thirteen people. You get. A I had crust yesterday. <laughs> I get the middle. <laughs> Yelling at your kid. Your mom should have swallowed you. God damn it. <laughs> That would be me on that, my kid. <laughs> That's why I don't have any. <laughs> you know, this podcast is hilarious. I think. What about it? I think it's going pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fucking great. So, what other scenario? So, what? Well, if- wait, no, hold on. What Dylan would oh. do? In an ice age. In an ice age, oh, I'd probably do the same thing Keith would. I'd I'd go south. I hate the cold. Well, or or I'd figure it out some way to uh, warmly adapt myself to the area. So say you went south. Like, what would you think is your best chance for, like, food and stuff? What on my journey to the south? No, like say or or once I get to the south. I mean, south. on your journey to there, it's just gonna have to be opportunity. Yeah. It's desire, honestly. Yeah. I think for anybody, yeah, you can't really even plan that out. I don't think. But once you're down there, do you, you know, hold your ground amongst other people, or do you try to find your own little quiet spot? I probably just yeah, try to find my own quiet spot, do my own thing. Where that would be, I don't know. Warm. Yeah, as long as I'm warm. <laughs> as long as it's warm. It's all good. I'm happy. Well, because it's warm, then things grow, and I can have food and not have to worry about anything. And yeah, people with a green thumb would be awesome. Booming. Business would be booming. Yeah. Just call me the king of the north. I'd be so, staying up here. Dude, that would change well, the yeah, whole... I mean, you want to go to, like, Alaska and just be up there, fish, and have your dog, and... Live up? You would you no. live up there? If I could, I would. I mean, their 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 winter months is like eight months of the year, right? Why not? Yeah. It's an experience. It's experience. You only live life once. Why not? Why can't you look back and be like, damn it, dude? I lived for like two years where it was like six months out of a year it was just daylight. I think I would lose my mind. I mentally, I don't know if I'd be able to handle it personally. I mean, it would daylight wouldn't be that bad. It's the darkness that would be depressing. I feel the other way. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, not being able to have a... a not night. knowing what, what day is which day. Yeah. Time doesn't stop. No, I mean... Well, true, but just like your your inner human nature of how, how days go. You'd be just taking naps. <laughs> <laughs> it actually might be... Then I still wouldn't know what day it is. Not too bad. You'd just be ideally taking naps. Like, I'm naps. tired now. Yeah. Times It doesn't matter. It's been daylight for yeah. how long? I was up <laughs> like, for two hours. I'm taking a nap. <laughs> I, I walked the dog. <laughs> I deserve a nap. Don't judge me. <laughs> I'll wash the dishes when I wake up. 
But no, I don't know. I feel like it's just an experience to live through. Well, definitely all of, like the the shows on on TV. I mean, I'm sure those aren't hey, yeah, completely how accurate. accurate. Yeah, are they? But there was that that one guy. I mean, you were talking about that um, Joe Rogan had on his podcast. Oh. That was on one of those shows. Yeah. Telling uh, that story about the wolves. That story is still amazing to me. What was like, that? Uh, a lot, that wasn't Alaskan Frontier, was it? Or Alaska, was it Alaska? Not Alaska Frontier. I don't remember what, don't the, remember. what the show was. I don't yeah, remember. I don't remember what it's called. But when he was telling that story about the wolves, that actually was, to me, one of the most interesting things about it because I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it. Like, to me, it's just I'm so anti being cold that that is my the first thing i think of when i think about living like off the grid in alaska in the middle of nowhere by yourself but then when he was talking about like the wolves like coming around you hear this story no i literally have no idea what so this guy <laughs> i want it, some context <laughs> he got his own tv show on it was on discovery it only was for a couple of, i think it's still on I think it's like i swear it's alaska frontier i don't know maybe i don't know but anyway so this guy Pretty much, long story short, he dropped out of school at, like, he didn't even make it to high school, I don't think. Got his pilot license. And then went to Alaska. Uh, did Cessnut loads here and there, blah, 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 blah. Then he starts living there. And uh, he's got this big lake in front of his house. And he takes a bunch of pictures, blah, 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 blah. Uh, one winter, he was out in front of his house and then he saw like i think it was what 17 18 wolves yeah in a pack which is like really rare yeah they said like 15 is like the most they'll see in a pack but there was like 17 of them and they were all like eating the carcass up so he like took his camera out walked down the lake and to go take pictures and he's taking pictures and the, the wolves look up and they start walking towards him so he's like, all right, let me just walk back towards my house. And he said, like, time he's, like, walking back, now they're trotting towards him. Mm. And, like, when a wolf trots, like, you better yeah. start hustling, yeah. dude. So he, like, ran back, got into his house. The wolf's chilled in front of his house for, like, God knows how long, maybe, like, an hour, 30 minutes, just chilling. And then it went back to his food, their food source. So he went back out with his camera. And then they looked up and saw him. And now they started sprinting towards him. Damn. So he left the camera, left everything, and just darted because he didn't have a gun on him. Yeah. So he got back to his house, and they were just chilling. And he was like, all right, I need to show them I'm alpha. Like, you know, I'm not food source. So he went out and blasted three of them just to show, like, you know, like, and he ended up eating one. Like, I guess, like, wolf is horrible because of, like, what they eat. No, yeah. Kind of source. But, uh, I would shit myself. Yeah, I'd be really, really you, scared. You know, say... The guy's name is, uh, Glenn Villeneuve. Villeneuve? Okay. Glenn Villeneuve. We'll call him Glenn. Yeah, good old Glenn. <laughs> yeah. But to have that lifestyle, I mean, you probably it's poop crazy. yourself a little bit. You know, you gotta fucking... Sure, not all seventeen charged him, but I'm sure more than I'm, half the pack came. I'm sure just one or two charging you is probably. Not but he'll the... tell stories like he stole a kill off of a wolf. Like he chased a wolf and an elk up this mountain. Damn. And the elk was wounded from the wolf, and he straight up jacked that dude's meal. 
And, you know, like, that's some balls. Yeah. Like, wolves are pretty big. Yeah, dude, one wolf is more than... That's that's too many wolves. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) One wolf, that's too many for me. And I don't care if I have a rifle or not. Like, the fact that it's around where, like, I'm living... Yeah. I would be really, really scared. But see, I wouldn't want to... Like, yeah, that would be cool to experience, but I wouldn't want to live like that for a year. I would live, like, live in probably, like, Anchorage, right? Is it Anchorage? Anchorage. Anchorage, right? It's it's pretty much like a city, right? That's the capital. Yeah, it's the capital of Alaska. I would live there for a year and see what it's like, maybe two. I mean, it's definitely in the most, like, depressing state, apparently. There's the most suicides and the most overdose and the most drugs used up there, but there's really not much. What could go wrong? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great place. It's (laughs) because there's not much to do up there, but, I mean. Well, yeah, and then with the sun and. Daylight and daylight and all that. Yeah, yeah that's what we were saying. It's very. But I would, I would like to experience for a year. <laughs> I would like to do it. That would, I mean, you could put yourself almost in, like a real, survival. Like all these things we've been talking about. Hey, go do it do. up there. You could go do it without the risk of like, like society will still be there when you get right. back. Yeah, yeah. You can go for it whenever you yeah. want. You can make a real plan because you can <laughs> live through it and know firsthand what you did wrong and what you did right yeah but not where how far he went because he said that one year he was so scarce on food because the caribou never came through mm-hmm. that he actually um ran out of food and he was waiting for his friend to bring food up and it took him like another seven days to bring food up damn so he had like nothing to eat he said he apparently rabbits are really scarce up there they don't have rabbits in alaska no, they have wolves Right. <laughs> so he was they take the rabbit out. He was eating like the littlest things to survive and then um he, when he was talking about it I knew exactly where he was going when he finally got his food delivery. He actually ate too fast that he got sick. And uh, I was that. like that's World War 2 for you when they rescued all the uh Jews out of the concentration camps. They couldn't feed him like well, yeah. a lot of food cuz your They're body so, just uh... you go and you shock your body that way. Oh yeah. Yeah. It doesn't know what to do with it. Yeah, you get super <laughs> sick. I don't know if you can die from it, but definitely get really I mean, sick. Probably just get really sick. Yeah. yeah. Probably the shit's bad. Well, yeah, imagine, I mean. Yeah, your body if, doesn't know how to digest yeah. things because it hasn't. Right. But I wouldn't want to get to like that. No. But that dude's on my list to survive with. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Let me call Glenn up. <laughs> Glenn, I'm bringing a buck. <laughs> he doesn't eat much, but we're good. <laughs> he floats. <laughs> we're good. So, but yeah. Any other survival scenarios? Do you guys have, like, bug out bags or anything like that? Or ever thought about making one? Or? When you say bug out bag, when you mean, like, like the a, essentials? Yeah. Life, life straw, space blanket. Yeah, like. You know, say to maybe have something like in your car. So like we get winners that are bad. So yeah. you get stuck or whatever else. I always have a jacket in there. I always have bottles of water. I mean, I have a first aid kit, and my, f- I mean, I don't have a space blanket or anything yeah. like but that. But you have some essentials in your car, like that you keep just in case. Depending you get- what. I wish I could say that I did. It just wished. I, I wish. I definitely don't. Like, it depends on the time of the year. Uh, true. Yeah. So. Because I, I mean, I know when I come into winter, I make sure I have my boots in there, and I have like you know maybe a small shovel, and I have. Oh, I have none of that. I don't have a shovel. Nothing. A couple of things. I have fishing supplies. <laughs> my father. I remember my father always had a, uh, 
he got like those green military blankets that are, are itchy and not comfortable at all. Mm-hmm. That thing was like always folded up in the back of our minivan forever. It was just there. But that was pretty much it. I don't... I never really kept too much in my car. I mean, for a long time, I always had an axe in my car. It's because I was lazy. And if I you was You never using, take it out? Well, if I was using an axe, I was outside. Yeah. And, um... Why store it inside when the trunk of my car is already outside? It's true. <laughs> it's, it's Dude, the closer. One, when I had my Lancer, it was no survival shit, but I had, like, the party trunk. So I had inner tubes... I had disc golf. I had golf clubs. I had a fishing pole. I had, like, everything you could do. Like, we were going to go do something. I got it. We're good. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. It was great. It was great. You know? You never know. Like, my friends were always, like, last minute, like, yo, you want to go flood down the river? And if I was out, I'm like, yeah, I got tubes in my car. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> 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 hey, you want to go golf? I'm down. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but, yeah. So. During the summertime, uh, there's almost always a full set of golf clubs in my car. I got to grab mine. That could be useful. Yeah. I've, I've done that for a little bit. but Actually, well, I mean, I have the, I drive an SUV, so yeah. I have the space for it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, like, cumbersome that it's in my car. Yeah, mine's kind of cumbersome to have in my car. But. Yeah. Or I'd have it in there... My intention is to keep it in there so that anybody who's down to golf, I'm good to go. Yeah, but ready, yeah. then I need my trunk for something else, and then it comes out, and then it doesn't go back in until yeah. I... When I had my Lancer, old Betsy, I had subs in there. And then it's like when I grew up, that's oh. when like all the fun shit took over my trunk. It's <laughs> <laughs> like the point I knew I grew up. <laughs> I took out the loud music to put fun things in there. It's <laughs> a good way to grow up. Right? I feel like everybody had subs in their car when they were younger. Yeah. Yeah, but. I had uh, two tens in my trunk with my my Pontiac Sunfire. Sick. <laughs> it's red, five speed. Fucking caca. As fast as uh, Sunfire. <laughs> fast as a Grand Am. But it thumps, baby. <laughs> That's all that mattered. I had a Grand Am. Really? Yeah. I had a Grand Am. I had the Nissan Maxima. My first car. My parents both had Grand Ams when I was a kid growing up. It's ironic. I only had my Nissan Maxima for five months, though. Totaled. I flipped it. Totaled. <laughs> I didn't even know the story. You already knew. <laughs> it was before you knew how to rally race. Yeah. <laughs> but you were trying. No. Uh, it happened so fast. <laughs> I would imagine. On this episode of Fucked Up, <laughs> this is fucked up. <laughs> or what was the other one? Oh, I think I sent it a little too far. <laughs> but, I, know, I never really thought about carrying essentials because, like, way, where we live. Like, I always go to work in the wintertime. If it's bad, I always wear my boots. I always got a jacket. It's like, shit, I'll just walk. Yeah, I've always I've been under the impression, like, if I ever got stuck anywhere, I could make it on foot to wherever you had to really go if i really had to i wouldn't i don't think i would die getting out of my car and having to walk to something i would understand if if you like were on a major highway every day to work yeah you know because like if you get stuck in a major highway depending where you are yeah and that might be like a long way out there that would make sense but traveling like 
here, I'll walk. It might right. suck, but. What about if you, all right, say you were given the option. The earth is going to be gone in, let's say, five years. No, let's say 30 years. The earth is going to be disintegrated. It's just not going to exist anymore. And you have the option to leave Earth to go, let's just use Mars because it's the easiest and most relevant one. Do you send it? To go to Mars and start up, like with the initial people, you're the first group to get there. Do you go. leave Earth or stay? And, but, well, if I'm the first group to go up the to Mars? The very first. Fuck that, I'm staying. You'd stay with your... You got 30 no, years. Yeah, that, that's why I made it 30 years. <laughs> you, up, and not five. Yeah. I'll go up in the like fifth group. I won't go up in the first group. But what if, what if there what was... If, it was what one, if the first group goes up and then they have the intentions of coming back, but they don't? There, there you go. Yeah, this is getting worse. Now. Wait, <laughs> say that again? I love it. The first group goes up. So say, say they're like, all right, we know... Earth's going to be the same yeah. in 30 years. So we have an idea that Mars is going to be planet our, two. Yeah, planet two. So we are sending, I don't know, certain number of people. We're sending, first group. Yeah. We're sending 100 million okay. people. And then they're like, they're going to go up there, say, a year, come back for a, a second group. Oh, see. And they never come back for another group. Why can't we make another spaceship here and send it? Okay, we're not getting into it like that. Would you go in the first group then? <laughs> I would want to know numbers. Well, he wouldn't know. That's the thing. I know he would. I would want to know numbers, though. Survival rates. What are we doing up there? Are we creating 2.0 or is it going to take 20, 30 years to create 2.0? So let's say the first group that got there. Let's, let's say they already have a dome. Yeah, let's say it's 100 oh, million people. And I'm fucking sending it. <laughs> that wasn't in the description. Well, let's say, well, well it's ever evolving right now. Yeah. Say there's 100 million people that all leave Earth yeah. to go start colonizing Mars. If you're in that first group, there's nothing on Mars. So you are literally starting from scratch. Starting from nothing. You don't know if it's gonna work, and you don't know if it's gonna work. Yeah. Do you go? Y you stay on Earth. I'm 30 now. 30 years. I'll be 60. I can do a lot of shit in 30 years that I've always wanted to do, with a hundred million people less. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What about you, Dylan? What are you gonna really? Would you go? I don't know. Because, all right. Before Justin just talked right now. I was like, yeah, I'd go. But you know what? 30 years, yeah, you can do a lot of shit, especially but with that less people. Also, the same factors, though. You don't get to enjoy outer space. Why not? Because that ship's not coming back. You know, it could be your one time shine to see the Earth from, like, a distance. Yeah, but would you mm -hmm. be able to? If they're fitting that many people in a ship, you think you're going to get a window seat? Well, I mean... Let, <laughs> when you land on Mars, I'm sure you're going to be... semantics. Able to... Like, let's say no, this I don't is... Think uh, so. Maybe there's a bunch of ships. You're not going to see Earth from Mars. You know? That's true. Let's say, like, what? they used all the resources that we had on Earth. 
Oh, to, okay. To, Here we go. No, no, no. Not all the resources on Earth, but all the resources that we had on Earth to compile all of these space shuttles to go. So then to like restart and start rebuilding, it could never happen in 30 years. Let's say there was there would be another opportunity, but maybe it would only be like 50,000 people. Yeah. Would have an opportunity, maybe. What's the Earth going to dissolve from? A solar flare. Inside out. I like that better. It folds <laughs> inside out. It folds in on itself. We're talking about some Dragon Ball Z here. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Live for 30 more years or you don't know if you're going to live in the first year. I'll take what, if, what if you knew every year the average temperature of the earth was going to increase. See, now you're just adding degrees. to the I scenario. I'm, I feel like I'm a, I'm just like a puppet, on, <laughs> a puppet master on top. I'm just like, this is happening now. What are you going to do? This is happening I'm now. What are you going to do? I'm going to this at you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have too many answers towards my questions. Um, An average of 10 degrees? Every year, it would go up 10 degrees. And there's only one ship. There's only one possibility of a second ship going, or second ships, whatever. I don't know, man. I really don't want to burn alive. I mean, at one point, it will get retardedly hot. Stay in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I want to just go to the beach. It's <laughs> a great idea. It's the best idea you've ever had. I don't know. I guess at that point, I mean, then, you know, you'd probably only have like five years of living then. It wouldn't be the 30-year plan, though. True. I'm sending it. Yeah. Sending it. Gotta send it. I mean, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different scenario. Because you have a better outcome of more years. Well, you don't know that, though. No, but. You're it, guessing that. We gotta have a it, plan if you're gonna send that many people there, though. It's better odds. Yeah, it is I better. Feel like. It's much, much, much. Better. But if I'm going <laughs> out, much better odds. But if you I'm... definitely know you only have five years if you stay. Yeah, but I'm at least going out with like a well, view. <laughs> well, let's. But what if if you stay here on Earth? Obviously, people are gonna be trying to make preparations for people that are staying on Earth. So, say like people are starting to go deep into the ground, and that's some people's plan. There's no essential food though. There's no food source to last. What? So we, the world. So you, you can pretty much thing, can't. You can you grow can't, things underground. You can't walk surface for five years. After five years. Yeah. Because it'll be too hot. Yeah. What the fuck are you gonna do? Sit in a bunker and just fucking have thousand millions of kids. Be exactly like a TikTok. Fallout. Just TikTok all day. Just TikTok. Right. TikTok all Nobody's day. Nobody's gonna be TikToking. Underground Wi-Fi. Otherwise, oh well, here <laughs> we go. Underground We're Wi-Fi. running wires. <laughs> Huh. I'd go out of bank. Manipulating it even more. <laughs> Here we go. I really like this game. <laughs> Beam me up, Scotty. I'm going. Anything you have, I'm going to fuck it up. Well, you guys already know I would go. Yeah. Because yeah. you'd be like, yeah. You'd be standing on the pyramid. Wait, I wouldn't. I don't even think I'd need the uh, the earth to be in any peril. You would just go. If, I, if somebody was like, do you want to be in a first group that's going to go colonize Mars? I'd be like, yep, honey, pack our stuff. If they say next year that we're going to send actual humans tomorrow like, um, yep. they said I could go let's for go. whatever reason yeah let's move it <laughs> yeah I want to I'd love I mean like bucket list stuff <laughs> get being in space it, at, at in any capacity getting to go to space to me is just ideal the 
coolest thing in the world. Yeah, it would be. That's why I said I would go out with a bang. Or with a view, not a bang. I'd go out with a view. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to go out with a bang if you stay on Earth. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? Mars could be pretty dope. Could be. You know? The first group there, think about it. The first group is going to be so, the politicians, so. the government. <laughs> if you made, like, you know how you make snow angels on Earth in the snow? It's, like, white. So if you made, would they be, like, snow demons on Mars because it's red? <laughs> Oh, definitely. <laughs> Snow demons, that's what all the kids do. You ain't cool. <laughs> oh, man. I hear Mars is pretty warm <laughs> this time of year. <laughs> I got a pamphlet. Came in the mail the other day. <laughs> Would you like to go to Mars? Would you like a timeshare? <laughs> timeshare. <laughs> New vacation spot. Imagine that, like, everything gets set up on Mars and people are, that's how you'd interact with people, like, yo, you want to come hang out in my dome? <laughs> yo, this girl came over and gave me dome inside my dome. dome. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. That'd be awesome. Dude, it's been a while. It's been a minute for recording. All right, well, let's it's wrap it up. Ones. I think this might be longer than I'm running out of ways to kill us all, so. <laughs> <laughs> How much more we can manipulate the way the Earth's going to go yeah. out in 30 years? The Earth splits in half, only to find out it was a, an egg of a gigantic fifth dimension dinosaur hatching the whole time. <laughs> what kind of dinosaur, though? Cool one. A T Rex with long <laughs> arms. <laughs> <laughs> we out.